Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection of humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I am here with Susan. Hi there. And uh, today we will be covering. It's really not the full thing. It's I, I want to talk about the framework of a model of behavioral science ethics. Wow, a framework of a model. A mm -hmm. model of a framework of a yeah. plan of a framework of a model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Exactly. You want to talk around ethics. Yeah, yeah. Um, ethics and technology? No. Ethics I, and I, behavioral I science? Behavioral science, yeah. Okay. All right, well... I, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I guess we're going to find out. So, what? Okay, so so I like to t I like to talk about things on spectrums. Let's talk about ethics on a spectrum. Okay. Specifically with behavioral economics, behavioral science. So behavioral science, obviously, is the there are, there are lots of ways you can manipulate the humans into doing stuff. Right. Would you like to give a simple example? Um, a simple example of how you can manipulate someone, sure. So if you, uh, if you want them to, to do something, take an action or buy something, you can um, tell them uh, how many other people have bought it. And, and if, every, if a lot of people are buying it, then they will feel this, this need, this unconscious, urgent need to be part of the group and buy it too. Because... Uh, because our brain works that we want to be do we're very social and we want to do what everybody else is doing. Was that the answer you were looking you, for? Can you can you go can you go just a little bit deeper, uh, a little more more scientific? Uh, about why we why we feel that urge? Yes. Well, we're you know I'm reading. Um, I'm always reading. I'm reading this book uh, I really like called, by Harari called Sapiens. I met, I think I mentioned oh, it on every, podcast. Oh, literally every podcast now. I'm sorry. It's a really good book, and it's a really big, long book, and I'm reading it slowly, so that means <laughs> every time we have a podcast, I'll be mentioning the latest thing in it. But seriously, you know, he's talking in there about uh, how humans um, – uh, developed language and how we use language to gossip and to talk about each other. We're just, we're, we are, you know, humans are fascinated by social stuff and social arrangements and what everybody else is doing. And um, it, there's probably an evolutionary psychology, anthropology reason why that is, you know, hum, animals, some animals that have learned to live together and be in a group together, uh, survived better. So it's just part of our hardwiring to pay attention to what everybody else is doing and to tend to do what everyone else is doing. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So that's why if you give someone a message that, you know, four million people have already purchased this product um, or have signed up or taken this action or joined or it's you're just gonna feel like I should do it too. 
Not always, but a lot of the time. Okay. So, so I would I would hazard that most people do not see taking advantage of that as and as ethically wrong. Um, I'll give you another similar example. Okay. Uh, a, a Wheaties puts a well-known athlete on their cover. Prompting you to want to buy that, buy it. Do they still do that? I don't even know if Wheaties is around. Probably. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> it's not. It's not that hard. They did that when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, was that I mean, true when you were growing up? I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're selling a whole lot of Wheaties anymore. Um, or 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 okay, this way. Uh, you you walk by a clothing store and it's summertime, and they have pictures of beautiful people in in their swimwear. Yeah. To to get or, you to to go in the store or l- at least look at the at their offering. Look at the sign of their offering. And they're using your biological impulse to want to mate to uh, to to dis- distract you. Is that unethical? No, I would say the vast majority of people would not consider using a, a picture of beautiful half-naked people unethical so long as it's not too far. Is Society. it manipulative? Yeah, but that's just marketing. That's just not the whole point of advertising. I don't know. That's a big question. Okay. Well, this is. I'm not trying to answer these questions today. I'm just trying to come up with a framework of where people might fall because it's going to be different. So again, this is why behavioral economics does not. Does, so you do behavioral psychology, which finds out universal truths about humans. Behavioral economics can't tell you, you know, uh, what what juice you're going to drink tomorrow. It can only tell you the factors that will influence your decision. And then it's up to, you know, how those factors kind of play out. And in the same way, I don't think I don't think that we can determine right here, right, what, what the best, best ethical way is. But we can maybe figure out a, a framework to to do so at least at least somewhat well okay let me ask a deeper question why 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 would we need to do a framework like what why why are we even concerned about ethics and and behavioral economics i don't know maybe we're not well that wasn't the answer i was expecting well that's that's the economics answer, you know. Maybe maybe maybe, well, maybe it's fine. All right, but then why did you bring it up? Then why the heck are we talking about? Well, because okay, so because the thing with ethics is that I don't. There's not a right or wrong answer. I'm not. Uh-huh, that's funny, but it's ethics. So wouldn't there be a right or wrong answer? No, absolutely not. Why why would there be a right? What do you mean there would be a right or wrong answer? Well, aren't there some things that are ethical and other things that are not ethical? So the idea is no. that you figure out what's not ethical and then get everyone to agree not to do it anymore. That's See, that's how we're going to come up with this framework. You're totally correct. The idea of something is ethical or not ethical is completely arbitrary and changes on human whims all the time. It's up to society. You know, the Spartans would literally murder babies because they weren't large enough. Because the only thing that mattered to the Spartans was being like strong and the idea of giving to the weak and these judo christian notions of fairness and equality would have made no sense to the spartans 
And so their their ethics and their morality was to literally murder the weak people. It's not. It's not that their ethics are wrong. It's so just then, that what? Okay, all right. Compare, so in the Judo-Christian tradition, their ethics are immoral. But they're, 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 You know, it's 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 just arbitrary based on society and personal preference. Is my point. Another example: Romeo and Juliet were fourteen and twelve, and like were like like having like wanted to have sex and get married and like or like a thirty-year-old business guy marrying a twelve-year-old back in like the seventeen hundreds was a totally normal thing because you could just sell your daughter. That that's that's that that was just the way the world worked, and no one had no one even thought that was a problem. And these days, right, if a thirty-year-old married like marries a twelve-year-old, like he's going to prison for a very long time. So, so yeah, so ethics is this fluid spectrum, and just because things are there's no so there is no, in my opinion, there's no right or wrong. There's no like we like I don't have divine right to come down from God and say this is this is ethical, this is not. And that's why we have to come up with some sort of framework of what is ethical at the moment. And, you know, that might change in 100 years, but that's my ethics story. Although a lot of there are there are some people, I don't know if it's a lot or not, that feel that there are absolute ethics. There are absolute rights and wrongs and doesn't matter what society thinks you should or shouldn't be doing X or Y. That's right. Yes, that's true. That's true. And why do they think that? I don't know why. Because society told them to think that way. So that would be my that would be my counter. I'm not saying that that being we're all in society, and so if they believe that there are absolute rights and wrongs in the society in the society we currently live, I'm not going to dispute that. I think that's probably true. There are there appears to be at least somewhat universal rights and wrongs in most cultures. All right. You know, like the, like okay, murder well, is really not acceptable. Well, I, see, I'm gonna I I gotta I gotta interject because of the book I'm reading, Sapiens. Yeah. yeah. In which he says that uh, uh, that there this idea that um, you know there are norms and there are ethics. And and there are wide swaths of society that you know believe one thing. He says that it used to be that varied greatly from tribe to tribe and band to band, and that there's a lot more diversity of what a social norm is and what's considered okay and what's considered ethical. Yeah. Uh, in our history, than we tend to think. Thank you for agreeing with me. I would just <laughs> say, in general, humans have a biological understanding of fairness. And so being cruel and unfair traditionally in many cultures has been looked down upon. I don't think exclusively. And obviously there are always exceptions if you're being unfair, but for the right yeah, reasons. But, but I think you know, what's right? like different. We can murder someone as long as they're a terrorist, you know, right? Like there are always like these like right. exceptions. Well, well, what you said, you know, you said it's not okay to murder people. And yet, and yet, as you said, the Spartans did. I mean, there's... There are there were cultures. I don't know if there are. Yes, anymore, but they where, weren't doing it to be cruel. It was simply no, for the greater good, it, like for the greater good of society. Right, but whatever that right, means, I mean, right. who, who knows? Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but there have always been exceptions. You know, uh, you know, Genghis Khan brutally murdered anyone who who didn't wasn't loyal or submit to him. So I mean, anyways, 
the point is is that is that I personally believe that there are variations and so as especially as an economist you don't t you don't just set like these like universal axioms down as to what's moral and what's not you you set up a framework which is what we're trying to do so that said that whole long spiel we do yeah. live in the traditional western judo christian society where there is a sense of fairness and uh, the idea that that you would uh you know we can generally i can start from the premise that most people would agree that uh you shouldn't be unreasonably cruel to someone just to be cruel to show strength and power i think that's i think that's I can, I can say that with confidence. Um, and so let's, so, so we, so we should, so we can start there. Uh, and, and so there's a, so in, in our society, there is a level of manipulation that goes too far. We have, we as a society have decided that. And that is, and, and, and so what I want to do is do exactly what you suggested is find out what, what we would generally consider to be on the what most people consider to be on the unethical part of the spectrum or at least on the further further out uh, let you know traditionally less ethical and then work our way in and see if we can't you know so so you might be for example so on a scale of one to ten right where ten is do whatever you want it's all fine one would be we have to be really careful about how we do things okay Okay. You know, you might fall on an eight. You might fall on a six. You might be a five. You know, like they're, they're right. You might, you personally might fall at a, at a different point. So all I want to do is just put it on the scale, and then those listening can determine where they fall. I think it's going to be much harder than you think. But go ahead. I'm well, game. let's. So let. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I have to make numbers for everything. I just. So on the far end of the spectrum is fraud. Okay. Well, what's fraud? So fraud is taking advantage of people, spe tar specifically targeting vulnerable populations and taking advantage of them. Okay, so, so you're talking about... Let me, let me yeah. Uh, you call up someone's grandmother and you say, your grandson is in the hospital. He's in a coma. He might die at any moment. I know that you totally have Alzheimer's. Or some sort of like uh, dementia and cannot think properly. I am the doctor. My name is Doctor, you know, Tobias Funke. I need access to your bank account right now, or your grandson will die. He needs well, five thousand dollars right now. I need access, and you only target old, like you know, people in in, in who have dementia. That would be fraud. That's pretty bad. That's preying on the weak and the sick and the elderly and yeah. we as a society would probably deem that pretty bad that's pretty bad but you are using you are using uh b b b there there are there there are there's psychology involved and in, yes in, in 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 how you set it up it's probably quite effective you have fear of loss you're you're using uh, there's I, I don't I don't know I don't think we actually have t done a lot of research on why you feel connected to your family family ties oh there's a well we haven't talked about yeah, it yeah I know there is a lot of research on it we should maybe do that that's that's uh, like 
question maybe you know maybe you don't um obviously you feel supportive of your tribe do you like love your your brother for example because he's part of your tribe or is there a separate type of attachment there there's a belief that the um similarity in dna uh, causes a an urge to protect the hmm. uh, closeness of the dna huh okay which would make sense that would make sense okay well that's that's fair that's fascinating all right, yeah, so so you're using these... Is it fair to call that behavioral psychology of a sort? Uh, In that fraud case? Uh, maybe, yeah. Definitely fear of loss. Yeah. So would you... would Do you think you could find a lot of people who would say that behavior is totally fine, have fun? I think you'd find if some people, because people are can be very weird well people yeah you ask you ask a million people or maybe you're gonna find or you know but you can always get into the argument what if i'm doing it because my child is going to die unless i get them some money to get some medicine and i happen to know that the people i'm calling up are very very wealthy and they can part with a couple Didn't hundred dollars that. and it won't hurt me no 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 no. i'm not it won't hurt them i'm not finding justification i'm staying on the far end of the spectrum Okay. You're targeting poor old people who live by okay. themselves and have no support system and have a, a limited mental capabilities specifically right. because they're vulnerable. Then I would think mo most people would say that you are in the unethical range. Almost all. And I do believe in almost all states in the United States that is, in fact, a crime. And what about around the world? I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know about fraud around the world. Okay. I have a sneaky suspicion it's illegal in a lot of countries, but I don't know for sure. Or at least there's some sort of cause of action. In now, you know, European. in the U.S., because we've mentioned before in some of our episodes that I've done some expert witness stuff for the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Yes. Who regulates fraud like this if it's done, for instance, you know, over the Internet. Um. Interestingly, uh, I don't know if this is true in all the cases they prosecute, but it's certainly true in some because it's true of the ones I've worked on. Intent is not a factor. So it doesn't matter if you intended to, you know, defraud someone or steal their money or what, right? All that matters is whether you did end up taking their money, even so if there you didn't are mean to. Yeah, so there are, uh, just for, for just as quick explanation, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's, uh, there's, 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 it's called mens rea, which means mental state. Certain crimes require mens rea, certain crimes do not. Certain crimes then have different standards, so there's, uh, you know, so for example, there's the knowingly standard, right? You known or should have known that this would have caused an injury, right? Versus uh, you were just negligent, right? Well, you didn't have to know, but if you did it, and then there's stuff called there's strict liability, and this is probably what they're using. So for example, if you've ever heard of statutory rape, it's not about your intent, right? If if you do if you do it, it's a crime. 
there is yeah. intent is not a factor. So this the, there's probably so that that's probably why intent is not usually in the justice system, especially ethically. We do believe that intent is important. If you intend to rip off old people, it's somehow worse than if you just kind of do so accidentally. Yeah, I mean, it might just be particular laws that they're using, and those laws don't require intent. Or but something. even even if you just take the legal aspect out of it, right? If I kill someone on accident, plotting yeah. to kill someone and murdering them, people just find it's worse somehow than if I suddenly just you know we're in a bar fight and I and I in a in a rage, yeah. you know. Yeah, I just wanted to comment that. In terms of some of these questions about, you know, what's fraud from the FTC computer internet point of view, according to at least some of their cases, they don't care whether you intended to commit fraud or not. If you harmed someone, right, right, they they're gonna they're gonna go after you. All right, so all right, keep going. So we've established that it's not okay to do the. Uh, my your grandson is in the hospital scam, right? Right. All right. So what's I, I, the... I, again? You know, this is up to everyone. I think we can fairly safely say that the vast majority of people would not would not be okay with that. Okay. So yeah. So starting starting there. Yeah. You know. Um, that was the easy one. Uh they... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So let's so let's let's move on. All right. Um think of can you can you think of some other uh ways that that we that we do stuff? That are on that end of the spectrum? Yes, though, but but maybe not as far. <sighs> and this is why I want to get into the behavioral psychology stuff. Well, there's a, there's a, a whole bunch of them that I think are in the middle. Or... Okay, you try, go for, I mean, you don't have to be exactly, we don't have to go in order, but just kind of, you know, go for middle or higher up. All right. So things we, so so kind of maybe scams. You're saying? Yeah. Maybe scams. Um. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm, I am so skeptical of everything, that to me a lot of things are scams that to other people are not would not be considered okay. Well, scams. Okay. Do, well, do, don't just. Don't don't even worry about scams then. Let's just let's No, I'm just saying, okay. So so let's take let's take a, some common things that people try and sell you where there really isn't any known you know it it doesn't there's no science behind the fact that it's going to do what they say it's going to do. How about those? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah feel free to give give me give me an example. Well, now we're going to get really controversial. 
Okay. I, I'm always concerned about getting controversial. But I guess it's okay. If people well, get again, mad, we're not saying in, it's right? right or wrong. We're just we're just putting the option on the spectrum, and people can decide for themselves. It's <sighs> not Boy, controversial. You're really pushing me here. All right, so um, the science of uh, weight loss uh, tells us that uh, uh, people losing weight. And, and whether people can lose weight and whether they can keep the weight off and whether it's healthy to have your weight go up and down and up and down, the science is not supportive of many weight loss schemes. And yet people spend enormous sums of money trying to lose weight again and again and again. And companies are very willing to take their money, even though it's probably not going to work. Sure. Okay. So I think that's a, I don't think that's, that's a, I think that's a, that's a good example. I don't think that's controversial. There are. Oh, I think it is controversial. No, 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 no. Because there are various levels. Uh, There are the, you know, on one end, you have companies who probably try to do the right thing and probably have helped a lot of people, but you know, maybe not everyone, and they probably make a little money on the side. But like, but their intent is the, the you know, the they have they they are they are at least somewhat reputable. And then on the other hand, you have like take this magical pill to like lose yeah. ten pounds in ten days. Praying and on, the pill is uh, caffeine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, um, I mean, there are all kinds of uh, pills that are probably there's uh, there, there's one in particular, if I remember correctly, it just like expands in your stomach to like ten times its size or something. <laughs> so like you it's take it and literally terrible. then there's like this giant thing in your stomach and then you don't <laughs> feel full. Um, you mean you feel full? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, so so there are so so even on that there's there's definitely spectrums. There are the um, uh, there there are the the Ponzi schemes, right? Uh, yeah. The, the fitness clubs. Yeah. Some of which are more reputable than others, uh, right? But so so you sign up for the fitness club and they sell you the protein shakes and the drinks and everything, and then you get paid more if you sign up some of your friends, and it's it's just a pyramid scheme. Um, but it's like a pyramid scheme that is, is weight loss focused. Yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing I think about the whole weight loss thing is that people, again, depending on, you know, this is definitely cultural, culturally specific, but, you know, for many people, there's a desire to, to, uh, live up to a certain physical ideal that they have for themselves or that they think society has for them. You know, whether that's uh, reasonable or not, whether that's healthy or not, you know, uh, that can all be debated. Um, and so you're kind of preying on people's insecurities and, uh, you know, that they that they don't like themselves, they don't like their bodies, they wish they were thinner. And so that, I think that, you know, I I guess you could ask then, you know, ethical questions around that. So I have a question for you, though, as we're doing this. So this comes back to, you know, the first example you gave with the 
you know, your grandson's in the hospital. That that person who said that was definitely lying, right? Mm-hmm. And they were lying in order to get you to part with your money mm-hmm. for their gain. Mm-hmm. Now, if when we're talking about something like the the fitness pyramid or the weight loss schemes or whatever, you know, sometimes people are outright lying. Sometimes they're not lying. Maybe they're just ignoring. Maybe they don't know the science. It's a lie by omission. Or maybe they maybe they know, but you know, I mean. So how much does you know lying come into this? You know, if you know, if you know that there's no scientific evidence that this thing you're selling works, or if you didn't even, you know, you don't want to know, so you don't right. even, you don't even check it out. Well, you know? this is actually a much deeper question because it comes down to, well, then, uh, what's a fact and what's not a fact? You know, what what does it mean to lie? So, for example, um, I have a weight loss program. One of the people in my weight loss program lost 30 pounds, right? Fred lost 30 pounds in two months. And here's the well, picture. He... Here's a picture of Fred. Fred is not an actor. Fred is actually a real person. It actually yeah. happened to Fred. Okay. Can, can you therefore say that your weight loss program works? No, because you don't know that that's why he lost the weight. Well, right. No, I know, right? But but now you're getting into well, then what's a fact, and 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 then you have to you know you have to have proof and evidence, and I, I you know that's that's a little harder. Um, I certainly I think there there are people who make claims that are not true. They know they're not true. They know they're not true. Or like they, they say, know they that say, the person is, you know, that, that Fred is an actor. And they know friends, Fred's an actor. And yes. they know that the picture of him 50 pounds overweight and then the picture of him now are, are doctored Photoshop things. But, but, but it's covered. You can lose 30 pounds in three Someone months. Someone could lose. You could pounds. lose, right? Like, you know, it's possible. You, yeah, sure. You, you, you could you, you could be on fentanyl the whole time and, and lose lose weight or maybe it's because you're on All a right, program. So how ethical is any of that then? I mean, so, yeah, where but, are and that's kind of and now we're getting into like marketing jumbo 101. So let me give you some some examples. OK, I was recently mm-hmm. watching a uh, there's um, first of all, there's there's the great ones that are like. You know, like over half of all women sweat more than average. That's a good one. Um, you could be one of them. Uh, I recently watched a commercial about. Um, How could over half of all the women sweat more than average? Because then the average would be different. It was like, oh, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It was. It was something. It was. Or, or it was even over fifty percent, or or so. It was basically it was basically saying that half of people sweat more than average, and you could be one of them. Was like the <laughs> I was just like, oh god. I recently watched a commercial about um, it's for tam. Uh, uh, no, it's was, it was for I don't know some sort of feb- female product. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it was, and it said, um, I remember it said sixty percent of us don't have a pad that fits. Well, that's probably true. No, but it, but literally, what does that mean? <laughs> because this was an ad on TV. So 
60% of us, right? That's clearly, so 50% are men and women. Let's, we'll just start there. So well, they meant 60% of women. But that even that is not true because 60% of women do not wear pads. That's that that's just all right, that's all just right. math, 60% right? Because of you have women that pant, wear pads and on people who are past menopause. All right. Well, they meant they meant 60% of women who wear pads. How, I, how do you right, know? What's it, your point? Well, I'm just saying the way they said it, right, 60% of us, and it wasn't even 60% wear pads. It was 60% of us uh, wear a pad that doesn't fit. Yeah. What? So so, 60%, so it's 60% of what? And that's the problem is because literally that could mean anyone. It could be 60% of us, and us in quotes means women in this office on a Wednesday, right? Like, <laughs> like, like what, you know, like, it, so basically... What you end up doing is you just make up, you, you just, def, you can, you literally can define the whatever ratios you want to literally be anything you want. And then you can just say, oh, 60% to get a big number. Big sounds big. If I'm listening, I'm very influenced by that large number. And then I, and, that, and now they've hooked me. All right. So ethical or not ethical? You, you would you, you cannot ask ask me that question. I told you we're not determining. Why? I to, for the for the first ten minutes I told you we are we are not we're not sent down from God. We can't determine if something is ethical or not. This is not we can't do that. This it's not our place. It's not we're not the official ethics body of design and marketing. You you, you gotta stop asking me that. Well, okay, all right. If I have to stop asking, because I can't that, tell you, then why? Then <laughs> not to be difficult, but why are we having this conversation? Because because we should, we need to figure. Someone should should know if so. Like there should be there should be a line somewhere that at least you can identify yourself on the line. Because. I'll put, okay, I'll put it this way. There are some things that that are that enough people deem to be un, so unethical. We put social pressure on people not to do them. All right, okay. And maybe okay. that should be true when it comes to design and behavioral science, but we have to figure out where the line is. All right. So the example we were talking about before about the uh, the weight loss products, mm -hmm. is that is the line there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. okay. I can't. You said tell we you... have to figure out where the line's gonna go. Oh, by we I mean society. Okay. Like a, a bar body of people. We have to. We, we're just. We're just. We're not. We're just figuring out various ways and strategies to tackle this problem. Okay. I, that was your framework idea. Yes, this is this is the whole, this is the whole thing. <sighs> I right. personally, I can tell you my opinion, but like that, but when we're coming up with what what the industry should do as a body, now that we're all right, learning all, right. all this stuff, I have I a question. Can't tell you. All right, I have a question up. for you. Would you recommend to the body that is going to come up with this that they consider? The question about lying versus not lying. 
as part of the framework. Well, is that is, is that important? I think I think it is important. I think intent is important. Um, but okay, so let's let's we'll uh, boy okay we'll just we'll just jump we'll just jump way ahead to um, to th factors ways to way factors that that should be considered. Okay. Yeah. So I think that it's important that okay I think there is a difference between people people's uh... okay okay we'll just we'll skip all the way ahead like I said you don't have to you can keep no, no, going no 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 we'll skip ahead because right. what I wanted to do is I wanted to segment different actions into um, different effects, okay? So there are, un and you can help me out here, okay? All right. So there are um, unconscious, unavoidable reactions. So someone throws a baseball at your head. You mean accidentally? It doesn't matter. Okay. You duck. All right. Right? Uh, something uh, jumps out at you in a horror movie, right? You, you, you have a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that is... Uh, you, can, you cannot control that. Okay? Okay. I personally find that to be on the far end of... Because because there's no so basically in my personal opinion the the, the 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 line should be about control. So so if you know that that people, and obviously there's a tr tons of gray space which we'll get to, but if people, um, literally it, it's it's how much can people stop themselves from being influenced? Ooh, I think that's a really bit that's very difficult. Well, no, I understand, Idea. but but how much can people stop themselves from? I think I think it's a factor of a couple of things. How much can people stop themselves from being uh, from taking action? What's one and two? Um, how uh, how how much? What's the what's the magnitude of that influence? So if you throw so if if your marketing ploy is to literally throw baseballs at people and then say, check out, you know, my bar hot dog stand. I would see you are literally getting attention by brute force. And there's no, there's no way I can avoid giving you my full attention because you've thrown a baseball at me. Okay. And so what are you saying? I think that would be on the that 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 would that would probably that would not be okay. But but I'm brute forcing your way into my consciousness. In a way that I but don't if like. you show me a picture of a very sexy person, I can't ignore that. I, you just forced your way into my consciousness. Yeah. So, 
Is that okay? Yeah, that's probably okay. Well, because it, I think it also has to do with with the magnitude, okay, of the action. So I guess the, I mean, maybe the baseballs are okay. I mean, it's it's a crime to throw baseballs at, at people, so that's a potential problem. I mean, uh, but, but, um, it, because, because at least in this, in the sexy person scenario, I'm not compelled to purchase it, right? I'm compelled to look at it. You've got my attention. Well, in the baseball scenario, I'm not, you can throw well, a baseball at me, hit me in the head. I look up and then you say, here, how about you buy a hot dog? And I say, no. Well, I was, so that's why, that's why I gave the two factors, right? There's the, there's the, 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 there's the magnitude of getting the first, the first factor is how much do I have a, do I have control over the next step? And then, and then the second factor is what's the magnitude of action that you're forcing me to take, right? So if you throw a baseball at me, I'm forced to react to it, but that's, that's one. So that's very high. But then the second factor is, then what is my, like, what action am I, am I being nudged or forced to take? It's to yeah. look at something, which I think is, is less onerous than to purchase something. Right. Mm. So, so like, so, so, so in the, so, so it's causing me, uh, it's, it's, yeah. So there's, so where, so, so in the, in the, in the grandmother example, you are the your the amount of pressure you're putting on my brain to take an action is fairly high and potentially higher because I as a as a grandmother with a disability am am am, am somewhat compromised. Mm-hmm. But then the action that you're that you're prompting is really really high, right? Which is to empty my bank account mm-hmm. and give it okay. to you. I, I understand what you're saying. Right? I get that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so this there's is, this there's, is, this is there's my... high severity in in many of the touch points. Right. 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 So so it's a it's about it's about the the level of response. And yeah, the yeah, I, the, I get the, the level of reaction. Okay. And so I think those two together can kind of right. So if you have if you have a high level of response, well, if it's probably too high, that's probably like a baseball is probably too high. If it's a sexy picture, that's probably high. But I think again, I think it the, depends on the level. I mean, so if you just had like a totally naked person, right, or like literally people having sex on a shop window, people would say that's too high. Yeah, I'm starting to get it. Right. And then, it, and then, what's the res- is the result is that I I drain my bank account, or is the result that I look? Yes, but 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 literally, if it's like if it's like a sexual image, that's so it's so provocative that like I cannot right. like I can't help can't like, not look not look yeah. at it, and that's like it that's obnoxiously obtrusive. That's okay. so that's that's like okay. so even so even even if if it's just looking, that's too high, for for society but now what do you all right wait wait so now i want to now i want to introduce another factor yeah so you know if you're talking let's say that you're talking about yeah let's try to get more into behavioral science so try to try to use some of the research well i wanted to think i was thinking about okay so let's say that um i'm a drug addict Mm -hmm. uh and and i'm addicted to heroin 
Okay. And uh, and so I'm walking down the street, and I haven't had, you know, I haven't had, I don't know what the terminology, I'm going to show myself to not be a heroin addict really quickly here, but I haven't had a fix. Is that the, what people would say? I don't know what people would say. In in a couple hours. You could okay? just say, so, I haven't had any heroin in a while. I haven't had any heroin, heroin in, in, in like you know, all day, and I am quite an addict, so I'm getting to the point where, you know, I'm feeling it. And then uh, I see, you know, two people uh, having sex, so that grabs my attention. And then uh, somebody offers me heroin to buy. Right. Okay? Right. Now, we take that and and then we contrast it with the person next to me who who's walking by and sees the same thing, but is not a heroin addict. Right. So is not, you know... It, it will still the 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 two people having sex will grab their attention, but then you know buying the heroin it's like uh, no, so so how much of this you know again back to the ethics of it depends on we now have an individual right, right who who is uh, physically addicted to something. Mm-hmm. And and therefore has a very hard time saying no to it. So I and and I think I think you have to take uh, probably there 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 are probably a good there's probably like a really good statistical way to segment this right. So it, you have you you take the uh, you take like the square of the you, no you take the mean and then the square of the de- of the standard deviation of like or like. The, like the, the like the ninetieth percentile to get the, the something about the level of outliers, like so so basically, the, <laughs> but I don't know I don't know exactly how to describe it in statistical terms, but right so it's about how much attention or how much influence does it have, generally right to the yeah. to the median person, yeah and then how much how what's the worst at the extremes. Okay. Right? All right. So, 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 so in your example, which of course you're, which of course you're alluding to, uh, people who are addicted to perhaps gambling, or people, so, or, or, or right. So you have people who are addicted well, to we, gambling. Well, we, well, there's made a, con- a there's app a, that's there's a, right with, there's with a real con- money. There's a continuum, right? right? Because we can talk about there are things that are physically uh, addicting, like heroin, right. and then there are things that are. Uh, we can have a whole debate about whether they're physically addictive or not, because we do know that someone who, um, that some people who gamble, uh, uh, their brain uh, reacts, you know, the reward centers in their brain react a certain way. And other people who gamble, um, their their reward centers in their brain acts a, in a different way. And so they are much more likely, you know, we say, quote, addicted be to be addicted to gambling, but then we could start to, you know, there are people who say you cannot be addicted to uh, psychological things. You can only be addicted to physical substances. Yeah, I don't you know, get so, yeah, that's a, right. You can really get in the weeds there, yeah. right? Okay, I, I but, have an answer. But for these you. are questions. I, how, how's this, how's this for, for, for a good framework? What? If you, um, are not intending to specifically market to the 
I don't want to call them externalities or to 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 the uh, to, you know to the to 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 the to the margins, right? If you're if you're not specifically marketing to the ninety fifth percentile, okay, right? Um, so so for example, you make a pick a pick a pick a game. Any game comes off the top of your head. You mean an online game? Just a game that exists in the universe. Just pick a game. Football? Okay. So you've created a, an app to where you play football, okay? And yeah. you do so totally unintentionally. You know, you, you, you just make it because you want it to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. But it turns out there is a small percentage of the population who your mm-hmm. game is so good, they've become addicted to it. And they're playing many, 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 many hours a day. And they're they're neglecting their family and their kids Whatever. and their Doesn't work. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. yeah, Various and to various levels of of detriment, or maybe betterment. I don't know. Maybe maybe playing the game is the best thing ever. I, so so if you're if you if you if you don't like if you're not intending to target those people, mm-hmm. I think that you should only be judged on your median effects to the broad public, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, and if you act, if, if other, you can't, you know, uh, someone is always going to have extreme reactions to whatever you do, and you can't really, like, use what happens at, at the margins and, you know, to, to say, to say, oh, well, this is unethical, right? Because for the vast majority, you know, there's always going to be a couple people. Okay. Right. All so, right. so if All you're, so right. if you're, That's interesting. yeah, so if your intent is, if, is just to market to the general population i feel like you should only be judged on um on what happens but this is a this by the way the mens rea for this is is knowingly so if you know if you if you know or should should have known that there are people who are reacting to this adversely and you're targeting them even if they're a small group even if they're a small group okay right then you're 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 taking advantage of them either Again, you knew about them, yeah, or you should have known that this pop that this small population on the margin exists, and you are, uh, and you're 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 using that small group to, and you're manipulating them because they're potentially addicted, in 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 ways that others aren't. Then you should be judged on uh, on both the median, but also on the external on the margins. Uh, all right, all right, now. So that's when that you was bring interesting. Those in. That yeah. was an interesting. Yeah, I was. I get that. Yeah. All right, but now I have a totally different question. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now I want to go to a different angle on this. Okay. Which is the nudging angle? What if? What if? What I'm trying to get you to do is quote good for you. Yeah. Unquote. Yeah, I am not. Well, so this is my political. I mean, it, it's somewhat political. I don't think paternalistic government is is potentially a good thing. But I'm trying to get you to quit smoking. I'm trying to get you to lose weight. I'm yeah. trying to get you to eat healthier. Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah. What about those? I don't. I don't particularly think that you should get a pass because your vision of what society should do is good, quote unquote. I don't. I don't think you should get a pass on that. Um, but with, isn't a lot of that's with interesting. The small, with the small yeah. exception yeah. of of perhaps um, uh, drug addiction, uh, because because 
because you're dealing with very strong, you know, like, because it's not, it's not paternal if, if you're, like, actually, like, if it's heroin, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Or are you just, are you just showing your particular idea of what's good and what's bad? Well, I, I guess that the argument is, if I, if I glare at you and I say, and I say, you know, you should, you should be eating healthier. I, as a, as a, you know, person with individuality can decide what I do and do not want to do. And, you know, if I want to play in your little nudging game or not. And if I'd like to, so, so again, I go back to this all the time, interview with Richard Thaler, who's a famous uh, behavioral economist, who's very into nudging, um, wrote a lot of papers about nudging. And he said, nudging is, is ethically fine because what it he compared it to a GPS, you know? I, if you would like to deviate, you're always free to do so. You don't have to use the GPS. It simply makes, if you, but if you want to go to a certain place, it makes getting there easier. And I think that's totally, I, I, th- I think that level of nudging is fine. Um, but there, there are more intrusive methods of nudging. Uh, and, and, I, and I think particularly of the cigarette cartons that they, that they completely cover in, for example, um, uh, like, like, the, like, the, like the body, like the horrible lungs and like the missing okay, teeth. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. But you said drug addiction as yeah. an exception and yeah. cigarette isn't cigarette smoking yes. i mean that's a and that's addiction. and that's generally why i'm okay with that extreme level of nudging because oh, you are okay with the cigarette it, per, me personally yes because because it's not i mean cigarettes are kind of addictive i feel like the more addictive it is the more intense the nudging can be because you're not you got to fight fire with fire at a certain level right like like it's it's not fair if you're using that kind of level of something to have people, uh, I'm, you know, uh, stop playing video games. Unless, you know, like, like y- you can, you have a choice if you want to waste your time playing video games. How like, about conserving energy? Yeah, no, it, exactly. If I want to go in my backyard and, and light a, a tanker full of kerosene on fire, I, f- I feel like I have the right to do so. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, if you want to, and, and so, and, and I don't, I, you know, I, I think if you want to pass, there are problems, obviously, with, like, the social good, the, you know, with the, with the tragedy of the commons and global warming and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, so, That's so, what, what, you know, but you can argue, look, with cigarette smoking, you could argue this either way or so many ways. You could say... It's my right if I want to kill myself smoking cigarettes. No, I can but this do is that. the difference, though. This is the difference because I, when I'm when I'm doing the nudging with the barrel of kerosene, I'm arguing with another human who has autonomy. When I'm talking about cigarettes, I'm arguing with the addiction of nicotine, which is which is not a fair argument. But if I want to be addicted to nicotine and I want to engage in it, you know, so. So isn't it my right to do it? How far? Well, that's why I think you... it should be legal. I just, I just, I feel like, I feel like it, like you shouldn't make it illegal. But in that case, the nicotine is nudging you very strongly because you're actually addicted to it. And so but, then I feel okay. that aggressive nudging is a little more On fair. the other side. Right, exactly. Well, what? All right. But you could argue that 
that if you um, if you uh, you know you're hurting the public good by smoking because now everybody's insurance rates go up or on the other hand by the way some people argue that you're helping the public good because you'll die earlier and so we won't have to now, send you to the nursing really home. it's really expensive to die. It's that's not. I don't believe that. Oh, this is you know, Guthrie, I got to say this is really complicated. Yeah. Well, in that case, I I am I I am not a big fan of really aggressive nudging if you're only doing it because of the of the public good problem. That's my personal opinion. But isn't that what most nudging is? No, well, you think a I was lot like of really, is for really aggressive. I'm, ta- I'm talking about like really aggressive nudging, not like we're gonna put like the soda in on the highest shelf so you don't. Right, see we're it gonna first. put the water at, at eye, eye level, level. Yeah. the healthy so, food first in the kitchen. So there's, I believe it was a Thaler. We're we're referring to um, a research study that that happened at a, at a couple different hospitals, I believe in Boston, in which they were seeing if they could use gentle positive nudging to influence consumers. Uh, choices to buy healthy foods and so they did this by a couple different ways they labeled they first of all um green was great choice yellow was was um was okay alternative and red was try and find uh, better to find a yellow or green alternative right so red was not bad they didn't they didn't use the negative language but it was that's that that's anyways and so they labeled everything in a cafeteria in a hospital and this is like a big hospital so tens of thousands of dollars every day at lunch and uh you know so they did that they 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 labeled things they tried then they moved things around right so you put the you put the carrots at eye level so that's what people see first you put the chips on like the bottom shelf so you have to like reach you have to take like a little bit more action to go reach and get the more unhealthy food. And they were able, and not surprisingly, to slightly influence people's buying decisions. So that that's like that 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 in in my mind is a gentle nudge. And I and I feel like that kind of nudging is fine as long as you're upfront that you are doing nudging. Personally. Right? So if you're like, I'm gonna try and nudge you to eat healthier and this is what I'm doing, I'm okay with that. All right, so so we, we, r- wrapping up here, where, do, where does one go with all this? Like, where do we up? go with this? We just started. This is, this is hour one of a six-hour <laughs> long uh, discussion. Okay, but we're wrapping up hour one. How's that? I don't know. You and the time limits. So where do we, where do we go? Where do we go next step on this? Like what? So all right. So we talked about I think some kind of interesting things. I don't know that we would get agreement among very many people about this, but I'd like to hear from we some didn't, of them. But like anything we're, we're supposed to get through. what's the what's the point? Well, we didn't get enough into the behavioral science aspect of ethics, and now that we know uh, that there are lots of ways we can influence behavior. Yeah. Is it ethical to use that power to to just people are sheep, okay? They're they're dumb sheep and study after study shows that people are just big sheep and they don't even realize that they're being manipulated. Yeah. You, you know, study after study that we read, they ask, did the manipulation have any effect on your decision? 
And they're always like, oh, no, no, never. Yeah, that's silly. That's crazy. I had no effect. And then, of course, like, everyone just does literally whatever they were prompted to do. So, so, so we are, we humans are not infallible. All right. So, so is there, is there some sort of ethics not to take advantage of that power as designers? Well, so I guess I'm going to rephrase my question. Uh Uh-huh. What are we talking about in part two? That what you just said, assuming that we're going to continue this ethics conversation, what would be the next topic? Well, I propose the framework I proposed was a, was a dual variable uh, f- f- uh, a framework for measuring for measuring the potential degree of violation. Which again, as summarized, part one was how much how invasive the behavioral science action was that forced my response okay right so again uh, something jumping out would be very high um a uh uh you know maybe maybe the story of a person who got life lock as which is in your slide materials being lower right we're using the power of stories to influence you but that's you know it, you know that's that that's a little lower on the on the uh, on the suddenness you know on the invasiveness spectrum in my opinion. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then and then part two is the magnitude of action that the that the behavioral science trick or influence has. So if it's just to grab attention, oh well, okay, whatever. If it's if it's I'm making you feel like you're like you're worried your grandchild will die and therefore the action I'm requesting is to empty your bank account that that's 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 quite high on the on the ethically dubious because it has a really big impact so okay so I think yeah. and I so so those together then form the basis of determining how ethical or not ethical uh, a, a, a particular uh, behavioral science uh, action or right. marketing is. All right. And I wanna... to summarize again, yeah. if you if you're just acting generally, you're you should only be judged on the response of the median person. But if you know or should have known that there are uh, p- people who are in the on the fringes on the edges who are being yeah. affected in a different way. Um, then you have to take their uh, reactions into account. I am definitely going to have to ponder this. So I'm going to ponder this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not... Look, this is this is like the fourth time we've done this. We've done, we did it with Near once. We did it with Near again in San Francisco. I think we did it an episode about this way like a year ago with blay we talked with blay it's never it's never nothing's ever going to happen we talked with natalie it's just it's no i think something should happen my my thoughts are coalescing which i think is nice i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna ponder this and we're gonna come back to it we find people like the ethics discussions i feel like i talk too much on this podcast uh well, I think you were driving it, which was good because 
uh, I vote. This has always been difficult for me. And as you know, people ask me a lot about it, and I never know what to say. So this, I find this really helpful. But I'm going to think about it. Why? Why and is it difficult? Because th- th- I never know what to say. But this, the, this, this has because because you're afraid of failure. No, no, no. I no. Tell me. Are you, tell me. Are, <laughs> can you oh can you elaborate? I feel like I'm visiting a therapist. <laughs> no, I can't elaborate right now. But we'll do another episode, and I'll. I what would come your back to father this. have said oh, in response stop. to this? <laughs> um, <sighs> uh, so, no, but 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 wait, just just because just because you you haven't you haven't thought about the issue enough, and it's very complicated. Was that was that why you you, do, you didn't know what to say, or because you're you're afraid of making. Uh, of, 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 of saying perhaps things that would be uh, insensitive or uh, 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 t- taken extreme? No, I, okay, I'll try and give you an answer. I think the, the, the last 10 years of my work has been about understanding uh, the unconscious factors of human behavior and uh, how that relates to something we could call behavioral design, right? How do you design a product or service in order to get people to take a particular action? And the more, I, you know, and I came to it at first just being interested in uncon- the unconscious processing and what was the new research showing. But then it became very apparent that one could use this to design something that would be more compelling and engaging. But then, of course, that leads to these questions about ethics. And then, you know, got to the point where people would often ask me, is this ethical? Are we manipulating people? And I had never, you know, I am not an ethicist. And, and you know, I, I, I was concerned, but I didn't know what to say. Mm. And I felt like, like if you were going to ask whether... I mean, I felt there was a line between fraud and not fraud, you know, and I did the work for the FTC. But, you know, otherwise, like, was it ethical to get people to press the button and buy the TV? I, you know, I, I wasn't sure and I didn't know what to say about it and I didn't even know how to think about it. So that's why I've not delved into it. Now that we've been talking about it this last couple of months and now that you've talked about this framework, I'm becoming more confident about having the conversation. Oh. There. Did that help? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was but I want to get more, even more clear and more confident because I now, if we're going to have a conversation, and if I'm going to try and answer this question, I want to be more prepared. So we'll have to come back. To I it. feel like I spent this episode. I talked too much about um, my my college uh, philosophy class. No, I I felt it was necessary to talk. Personally, I felt like we had I had to work through all these pieces, mm. so I'm all right with it. Mm. I never had the college ethics class, so you never took college ethics. No, I never took ethics. So I never anywhere. took a philosophy class. Well, you were you were. I took a philosophy class, but not. Did we, What's the difference? Didn't come up. <laughs> it didn't come up. All right, Guthrie, we've whittled away more than an hour. We got to go. Uh, that means I have to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, yeah, 
Uh, I really, you know, I haven't done this in the last couple episodes, and I wanted, so I want to say it now. Um, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast, and if so, would you please rate it and review it at like iTunes or Stitcher or Overcast or wherever you listen to your podcast? Because um, that will really help us a lot get the word out about the podcast. And then, if you want to reach us and give us your ideas for about this episode or about any other episodes, you can reach us at info Catherine. at the All right. Uh, okay, Guthrie. Well, don't go. Um, don't go uh, selling any of those uh, weight loss things before I talk to you again. <laughs> That was uh, you struggled with the with that. That was, that was I did. That was a closing yeah. line. You were you were really uh, you're trying really hard there. <laughs> I had to find uh, something. Oh boy, that's pretty funny. Bye, Guthrie. Uh, bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. And uh, I don't know. I think it's good just to talk about ethics with you and your team. And if it's important to you, say something. If you see something, say something. I will talk to you all uh, later. Susan, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.